0: Bye round, round 13, finally here in the 2021 NRL season and who better to go through what a carnage of a week it
1: is than ye old Wenon. Wenon Rome, you're back. I'm back mate and it was lovely to hear that song rather than the Brokeback Mountain theme song which has just been uh, a pain to listen to. So um, thank you for introducing the podcast the right way
0: gets rave reviews mate thank you very much both the intro and the outro on the jt sunday wrap. i thought i'd bring a bit of flavor a bit of cowboy flair to the uh, tuesday pods now that you're gone now that i have creative control
1: bit of flair a bit of sunny surrey hills flair some uh, some pink shirts all that kind of stuff Pink shirts, la di You're talking about our Ipswich Cup outing in a couple of weeks, the fan day. I'm ready, Can I'm ready, I'm ready. I thought you were holding that back now, but we might as well get straight into it. It's a fan day. NRL Supercoach talk fan day at Ipswich Cup in a couple of weeks. The boys will be there ready to say day. You, me and Lakey and some other fella that will get left behind at some stage. <laughs> Lakey Lakey in his element too as an Ipswich
0: local, as it may come across on the podcast, very Ipswich, very local and very keen for a couple of weeks. A uh, couple of winners, a couple of, uh, where were we on last time were we were there? UDLs. I think we put that it on Twitter. texted the, Twitter the rainbow, oh, name.
1: No Tested (laughs) the
0: We certainly did. And it might have come up a little bit later that night. But anyway, we digress. It's round 13. It's been a carnage or crazy old uh, season with suspensions, injuries, origin teams dropping on on Sunday and our own Queensland team on Monday. So thankfully, you and I are actually pretty unscathed. See, we had a chat before. Uh, 18 I've got without traits, which is too many. (laughs) I've gone too hard. But don't have too many absolute uh, nuffies in there. I think Toikamaru is the guy I'm sitting. So out of all them, well, I'm pretty happy with the side. How many
1: have you got? 16 at this stage, mate, with, uh, without making any trade. So, yeah, I think um, looking am um, looking pretty and um, don't think I'll be making a trade this round
0: saving them up for the run home it's going to be a pretty uh pretty busy one but no it's good I think we've definitely gone hard on this round here I think round 17 you and I had a uh, a buy plan as accountants by trade we had our spreadsheets going trying to find uh, a pathway to having a decent cipher round 17 which is a long time away so plenty to think about and plenty of water to go onto that bridge but round thirteen's the the name of the game this week and I guess in teams there are a couple of, of shocks really and Gee, some bit of face palm moments, Blake Ferguson owners everywhere. Uh, you are very sorely disappointed. I think the best move I've made all year, and there haven't been a lot of them, was flicking that bloke two weeks ago. I'm a genius, aren't I? If you say so. Thank you very much. And uh, just on that, I mean, we've all, all you, Lakey and I, have not had a fantastic year. But if we have a look at the ladder, I think we've got maybe, what, 20, 30 points between us all. We're all in the top 10K. It's all coming up roses.
1: Yeah, it is. And and I was actually, um, when you did send that through, I did a bit of a kelk, um, <clears> It was yesterday, <throat> right, just to see what would have happened if I had of... Um, Got a couple of captain spots or captain picks right because I absolutely haven't got any right over the past month and and I would have been sitting in top 10 if I had have nailed them. So I had some really good pod um, picks that um, have pretty much kept me alive, like picking Hines and picking Dewey and those kind of guys have been been nice selections but just absolutely flopping with the captain picks. It's been killing me, mate. Um, But hopefully upward and onwards from here.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, the listeners haven't heard a lot about you so far this year. We don't tend to talk too much about you now that you're not here much anymore. But I mean, your season's going okay. Usually, this time of year, you're just throwing the toys out of the cot and doing whatever, bringing in Jesse Bromwich and all those kind of players. So you're Delete actually team, still in the hunt. Delete
1: team. Delete team. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just quietly, how's old founder Kirkup going? I uh, don't know, mate. Uh, he's probably. Uh, I don't. He's, he's re. Uh, well, actually, I say he's actually he's living out his his young twenties at the moment. Um, he was wrapped up in a cage right. for about thirty until until he's about thirty five thirty six. So he's reliving all of uh, all of his youth at the moment, mate. So he's probably somewhere, some nightclub in the valley. Um, probably just waking up right about now. I'd so. I think they call that a midlife crisis, but it doesn't sound too uh,
0: much like a crisis. So, good on you, Kirkup. I haven't heard many super coach questions, so I assume team's not doing too well. We digress. Uh, obviously, round 13, team lists coming out today. A few surprises in there. You've done the analysis for the site, so you're the go-to guy. Um, outside of that, I mean, most teams have been pretty well set leading up to this round. There might be one or two trades people are thinking of making if you don't quite have a full quota this week. So, we'll talk a little bit about some of the options if you don't already have a, a set in stone team. And then to to close out, I guess we'll talk about some of the the run to the second bite. Mm. So obviously, a lot of water, as I said, to go into the bridge. We get a full super trade week in round fifteen. Between round fifteen and sixteen, they have that international week, so we'll get five trades in there to fix up the mess that we've left our sides in for going too hard in uh, in round thirteen. So I guess maybe we could just start with your forte, and that is the round thirteen teams. <laughs>
1: First game of the round, mate, an absolute cracker. Dragons and Broncos. Take it away. Well, thanks, mate. Uh, Hopefully the Broncos can get up here, but uh, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's already
0: started. started. The Bronco bashing didn't even come from me. And just before we go into it, how are you coping with the news from tonight? I don't want to talk about it. Nico the shark, hey! I thought he was set. You and Wilf are still holding out hope as of about five o'clock. The Sava,
1: as I said, anyway. mate, I'm he's going to enjoy his life as a garbage man from the time he's about thirty five. He could have been a Bronco for life, could have been part of the thoroughbreds, but now he's just uh, resigned to um, the uh, the crappy beaches of the Southern Shire and, and picking up garbage for the rest of his life. You up? can have
0: him when he's thirty five, mate. You can sign him to a three year, million dollar a,
1: a year contract. Oh. Absolutely, still. We need someone to fill out the gap that's going to be left by Anthony Milford. So um, there's, a, big there's, gap. there's a there is there's a lot of uh, a lot of a, a salary cap to go around now. Uh, and let's move on to the teams because he's one of the omissions. And we'll get to the Broncos in a minute. But at the Dragons, I mean, not nothing too much that we're going to talk about here. Um, they're a bit of a trap side potentially from Supercoach. So two players just to to run through briefly for me. Ben Hunt. So he was a bit of a surprising omission from origin this year, dual um, position, flexibility, hooker and halfback. Um, and then he's been relatively consistent as well. So just had a, a outside of a 22 in round four, um, there's been some pretty solid scores there, but you're going to have to trade him out at some stage. So for me, he's probably a, a, a miss. Um, and then the other one of note is um, Jack Bird. So he's been named in the second row this week too, but um, Tarek Sims will return in round 14, which should see... Um, bird shift back to the, the center. So, again, another player that I'd be avoiding um, there. But apart from that, there's not too much that I want to spend any time on with the, uh, the the Dragons.
0: The only one I had my eye on leading up to round 13 was Cody Ramsey. So he was named a fullback the last couple of weeks. Bad concussion in his first game against the Sharks. And then last week got about a 30 in a game the Dragons were never really in. So he was one I sort of had a look at because he was so cheap. Yep. But being named on the wing and dufty back there, it's just ruled
1: doubt it out. It's just set a trap side. So there shouldn't be too many Dragons running around in your round 13 lineup. Agree. Let's move on to the mighty Broncos, mate, of course. Um, Tyson Campbell is back. He's back. He's come He's stra- back. straight into the side with the million-dollar man benched. Amazing, hey? You wouldn't have picked that at the start of the year. Um, Jordan Ricky has only been named as far as the reserves, um, and that's a bit of a bummer for those that have held, particularly with his recent suspension. Alex Glenn is the favoured second-row forward partner to panga Pango. Pango. And John Asiata, the ass man, is named at lock. The ass man, yeah. So I guess there not for bad, me, um, not a not, not a
0: horrible Ford
1: pack. But then if you look at the back line, mate, uh, yeah, oh, that's not just, a lot doing there. Well, it's not even worth touching on anybody in the back line at all. I know there's a hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars cheapie there, but not even worth mentioning. Cobo. is he could be just in this week and and move straight on. So um, I would probably be avoiding him um, now. I guess Pangai is the main player here to talk about, right? If you don't own him, he's a really good selection, I'd say, now. We've seen there's been plenty of games that have gone under the bridge. Um, an average, a five-round average in 66, proving what he can do um, on that edge. So missing out on the Origin squad, there was a, some talk that he was going to be included in it, whether at the 17th or the 18th man. But um, if you don't own him, given his dual position, he's a pretty handy player to have.
0: Yeah, he is. I've, I've had him in for a few weeks and the big worry is that he, under these new crackdowns, is going to get suspended, Sinvin, whatever it is. Surprisingly, hasn't had that happen so far. He's been a good boy, as uh, Anton called him on the pod on Sunday. So yeah, I mean, I'm, that's the big worry, but for now, his game... 80 minutes on that edge, it's pretty invaluable to stick in your forward pack. And almost a guy like on form and he's holding it is a guy you can carry forward for the run home. Yeah. We don't uh, haven't seen a lot of those guys at front row so far this year. So, yep, TPJ, I think uh, a buyer for this week if you didn't have him.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then uh, Keenan Palisai as well. There's been some people that have been keen on him, but um, given that he's named on the bench, um, I probably don't think he's the best option. And I know he's got the negative break even of a 51, but – um, and I think you were talking about one of your cowboys um, to me yesterday and Lukey, but um, they're probably not the kind of players that I'm really wanting to be targeting at this point in time because I don't think we really need to be going after the guys who are going to generate cash now, um, and you're potentially going to be sucked in with a um, an a nightmare come towards the end of the season. So I'd rather probably nuff it than going to somebody like a, a Palisade.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I think given he's uh, been bumped out now for Alex Glenn. I think that sort of curtains on any uh, chances he had of being a decent cheapie. So uh, on the bubble, but yeah, he's just not going to get much value points-wise, cash-wise even, uh, to warrant that sort of trade just for a number this week. So agree, skip on him. Let's move along to the Tigers versus Panthers, I think, mate. What do do you reckon? Well, your boy Adam Dewey is still at the centres. I mean, that's the big thing for me. I think he's found a home there, and I thought – you know, moving from the 5.8 spot for a guy like Moses Embo, I thought it was a strange move at the time, but he looks an out-and-out gun in that uh, Tigers lineup so far. But um, really the big news, and the one I was looking for was James Roberts, been named, hallelujah, held him since the start of the year, has done absolutely nothing outside of an 80 last week. Uh, so thankfully gets named there. But the rest of the Tigers side is pretty well settled. So the only real change you've got is Joe of and Goway being in the Origin camp, which pushes. Uh, well, for now, you've got... Um, Luke Garner, Luciano Leilu and Alex Safarth, 11, 12, 13, so Safarth coming into lock there. Question marks on Luciano, so I think as we go to air he's currently at the judiciary, so I'll have a little uh, look as we go through and see what the ruling is there, but he was a pickup last week for a couple of a uh, couple of people we know, Copes being one of them and uh, yeah, if he gets scratched, that's just more round 13 heartbreak, so owners will be praying that he gets a call up. Big news as well, I guess Stefano Tocamano and Sean Blore GP's both named on the bench, so Good news for Stefano owners who've held firm while he's been in the extendeds and in Reggie's. So, I mean, what we'd you'd kind of hope if you're a, a Toikamano or Bloor owner is that Luciano gets suspended and one of them moves in to the second row. They do some sort of shuffling. But um, I don't know. I think handy points. I see maybe 30 or 40 uh, from each of them, which is pretty valuable
1: if you need the numbers this week. Yeah, look, I would say if you've got them, great. But I wouldn't be going and chasing either no. of them right now, particularly Bloor, who, Um who has probably the more appeal given his um, lower in value. Um, so just um, also have uh, on my Twitter feed at the moment. I've uh, just clicked into the NRL live blog as well with the um, the judiciary hearing. So hopefully, we'll <laughs> we'll hear a little bit about that. Kafusi's got off, and he'll be free to play um, for Queensland, which is potentially good news for. Um, we're not going to see anybody else come out of the sides to join the Queensland um, team so that's all locked in um, I guess two players there you've raised one Abin Dewey uh, and David uh, Nofalomo so they're probably the two guys that are worthwhile just speaking about uh, more generally than the others and um, uh they're, they're, they're the guns of the side. Um, Nofo in particular has been there for a couple of years now where Dewey is really um, having a breakout season, start of 5-8, then moving to centre, and that hasn't impacted his scoring two out of the three weeks. My main concern here is adding too many Tigers. So ahead they've got mm-hmm. the Panthers, Eels, Storm and Souths, um, and then if you're stuck with these two plus Roberts, um, you know, um, you, you're kind of opening yourself up a little bit for a bit of pain in the, in the short term um with that said i think that nofo has a way of scoring um a try even did when they were a very average side and generally puts on about 60 points so he's pretty safe and i'd say if i only had to make one trade this week and um and, and could just do it with one trade which i for shame i just can't i miss out by about 20k i would do sub to to nofo so um but I definitely wouldn't be bringing in Dewey. I don't think it's worth it given the unpredictability about his, um, what's going to happen going forward uh, and with their tough draw ahead.
0: Do you reckon Laurie, uh, Dane Laurie in fullback there, talking about having a lot of Tigers and everyone's sort of got this guy in there, uh, is he... Based on what you've seen so far, a carry for the, the run home, he's had a couple of tons, but outside of that he's had a few 30s which have sort of caught the eye of owners who wanted to move him on and got a bit, you know, gun-shy with him. But I don't know, I, I see something in him in that he's warming into the role, obviously, a first first time around in regular first grade. So, I don't know, I sort of like what I've been seeing and I like how he floats around. The, the question I had is whether or not um, he's a guy that we need to move on or whether someone you think can sort of really ramp up in the run home. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I'd be holding him, and I will hold him for the rest of the year. I think he's a perfect matchup player for the run home because after round 20, they've got the Bulldogs twice, the Cowboys, Sharks, and then they've got the Panthers in round 24. So I think he's a guy that you can sit on your pine, which I unfortunately did last week, and that killed me having the Oof. 117 there. I was just trying to make, do a bit of a pot play and play Sab over Laurie, backfired on me. Um but, yeah, so I think that um, you can you can certainly hold him as a fifth centre wing for the run home. I don't think that's going to hurt you at all.
0: Yeah, the only thing is then, as you said, it gives you a couple of tigers if you're aiming at a, a guy like Nofa. You know, proven gun. Um, hasn't quite hit the heights he has in previous years, but I think... You know, you're more inclined to make a trade uh, or a risky or less risky trade in a guy like Nofo. Um, it's just gonna be then having to see the two Tigers jerseys in that back line. That's that's sort of the main
1: worry. But so I would be con- got- I would be concerned with that with um you got Rand eighteen against the the Broncos and you got twenty one and twenty five against um the Bulldogs and then your boys uh, 22 and then the sharks in 23. So we'll be top 4 by then mate. So I wouldn't be calling us. A- <laughs> I would be I'd be more than comfortable to, to play both of them in in my 17 for those rounds and particularly for round 25. Laurie could be a bit of a pod because a lot of teams may have um, traded him out. So anyway, I I'd, I'd be holding him. I think he's he's a fine holder and then Nofo is a, is a definite option if you if you can bring him in this weekend.
0: Fantastic. How about their opponents, the Panthers? They have been pretty well decimated. If you look at their uh, outs list, it's um, pretty heavy. But then you look at some of the names that they've got in. So obviously, Api Korosau, he's in origin camp and he's replaced by Mitch Kenny, who's obviously been there and done that while Coro's been out. Spencer Lenny, you know, he comes in for Moses Leota, who's been suspended. So he's a good young forward. They've got Running there, Scott Sorensen, Matt Eisenhuth, twelve and thirteen. So there's some pretty good experience in there, and even the back line, like Dylan Edwards, he's back. He's a very interesting player for this week, actually. Uh, Rob Jennings, obviously a lot of experience there. Like it's not a horrible side. Uh, the bench, obviously, a lot of inexperience there. Um, you know, James Sam Hopgood Smith. Like there's a lot of names we're not going to be seeing in regular first grade for a while. But everyone was sort of talking about this, and even I was looking at this sort of matchup as being a very, very favourable one for the Tigers. But I don't know, having a look at this Panthers side, it leans me away from sort of seeing it as a, you know, Tigers finally uh, getting one up over the Panthers, the only NRL side to do it this year, if they can. And I see it being a a little bit closer. Um, So in terms of then captaincy and and vice-captaincy even, does this still... Seem like a matchup you'd be picking a Tiger for? No. So you Adam Dewey?
1: I don't, I don't think so. Maybe a VC, and we'll get to uh, get to that a little bit later on about um, why this is such a good week to play the VC and try to do it. Uh, think a bit uh, more about it than what you, you might have, unlike me, and forgetting to VC um, Hines last weekend, which was an absolute killer. Mm. Uh, I blame you for that. Um Come You're on.
0: sounding more and more like Millgate couple every, of, uh, couple every of,
1: week. A uh, couple of beers that we had at the uh, the old pig and whistle before the Thursday kickoff, and I just forgot to do it. So thanks, Straight, straight to, to your head. Straight to my head, mate. Straight <laughs> to right. my head.
0: At least you got to watch future Bronco when he's 35, Nico
1: Hines tear your own side up, oh, yeah. uh, light you, and loud. Can you hear that? It's my heart breaking. David, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think with the yeah. Panthers, I think they're undefeated too in the second grade side. So um, you merge them both together, and you've got a side um, that is undefeated this year. So I don't think they'll, they'll lose too much um and and the tigers um uh, yes they've won a couple of games so they're not world beaters in themselves so i still think this will be relatively close they're very well coached um and they've got an absolute gun in matt burton who'll be starting in the halves for them this week with cleary and the out and um watch watch that space because i think that he's going to have an absolute ball terror game and if i was going to be putting the vc on anyone it'd be burton this week
0: that's a big call because, I mean, obviously he's not got the cattle around him. Uh, as we've said, he has got some good players there. But, um, no, interesting. But, I mean, that's why I use the VC because it's a riskier sort of option, I guess. Uh, you brought Burton in, right?
1: I did last week and um was, uh, was quite quite happy with that. And um, I'll be holding him for a couple of weeks because don't forget in round 14, the, the Panthers played the Friday night after Origin, So, a huge chance that Cleary and all Luai will miss that game with Burton should um, hang around in the... Um, in the, the halves of that one, you'd reckon, um, and then potentially a hold after that until you'll be able to um, trade him very easily to someone like a Sean Johnson. Almost might be a life-for-life mm-hmm. trade, which which looms as a, a cracker. We've got Spencer Lenny who is starting at prop as well, which is fantastic news for us that have held. Um, are you one of them? No, I tried, moved him on and I kept Utoy. So, sort of much of
0: a muchness. has lost a bit of cash, I guess, but now starting best reserve, uh, you know, it could be 15, 20 points at the most. So, I'm not totally unhappy with that. But, I mean, he got an intercept try, a runaway try, old Spencer. So, held his held his value, I think, last week. But,
1: yeah, great news for owners. So, well done if you've held on. Crucial number. And then the other player that I just wanted to mention quickly is James Fisher-Harris, who no doubt will be quite popular this week. Can see him playing a massive game, uh, plenty of minutes, given that they've lost um, the amount of players that they do. So, no Liam Martin, no Moses Leota, um, Yo, and... Um, and Coruscant is also gone. So plenty of minutes there to be um, shared. And if you look at that depth um, on the bench, it's uh, it's pretty weak. You've got Salmon there as well, which is a utility. Uh, and the rest of the guys there will, will go through. So I, can, I think that uh, Fisher-Harris can play close to 80 minutes this week and, and be ready for an 80-plus 80 80 plus point game.
0: Yeah, we've seen it before. I've been waiting for it. I thought uh, bought him from round one, so I thought he'd have a bit more of an uptick in minutes than he probably has, but he's been pretty handy. I think he's got an average near 70, which you're not going to sneeze at in the front row. So I think he's been quite valuable um, and a a decent play, similar to Pangai Jr., less of a higher ceiling, but uh, I think a a pretty solid play and a guy he can carry. Um, Kikau, he's another one I bought early last week. This is why I have 18 players, because I just buy these duds uh for this very round i'm an idiot Billy really kick out. if he doesn't score three tries then i don't know i don't know what's doing <laughs> he's gonna be the biggest rage trade i've ever had and he had 34 last week or 37 horrible he had an hia um he is due in the science around Supercoach. he is due we well, scored a try
1: the week before mate he's just it's just not doing anything outside of that it's kind of weird because any other year even leading up to this if he scored a try that's a 90 point game minimum um So Mm -hmm. just his base is right down. Um, I think minutes are down as well. He's just not the option um, that I think we thought he would be. Um, And I think the ceiling just isn't there. But who knows this week? Is his week probably given he should play bigger minutes, um, be more involved and, um, yeah, every chance to score a try?
0: And what do you reckon about Dylan Edwards? So pod fullback option, I think he's like 1% owned. He's got an average of around 70, uh, 70.1 to be precise. Um, break even of 69, Lel, uh, even more of an incentive. But I don't know, he's, he's the kind of guy that we've talked about along with Dufty as being uh, not obviously in the top tier by any stretch, but a guy that you could service carry. Uh, over these Origin weeks when the likes of Teddy, Turbo um, are going to be in and around the Origin team and rested and all that kind of stuff. Any thought on bringing him in, obviously fresh back from the injury, uh, so look, that's always the concern, I'd probably, but in a gun team?
1: Yeah, look, I'd probably rather Gutho, um and I know we haven't spoken about he's in the, the final game, but um, there's about 100k difference in price between them, which sure, that, that leans towards Edwards, but um, Gutho to me has probably the higher ceiling. Uh, Edwards hasn't scored over 100 points this year yep. yet. Uh, and then the run of games that they have is a bit uh, more challenging. So after this, they got the Sharks, Roosters, and also the, the Eels before they come into the bye. Um, whereas the uh, the Eels have a, a better run um, than that. So, um, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of made a bit of a deal about him and the team's analysis today that it's Gutho. Um, is that they've got a pretty good run, and I think if you if you bring him in this week, you can hold him through to round eighteen, and then um, look to trade him out for um, one of the, the top four fullbacks. Then
0: fair, yeah. I mean, if you I reckon if you're going to take a punt, Edwards is probably a guy you could um, take one on. I, I kind of like him. I think you, this. These sort of weeks here where it's just carnage all over the shop. I mean, the Tigers are relatively settled, but who knows what they'll dish up. At Leichhardt, we've seen some poor games from them this is so far this year. So, I don't know. I kind of like him for a match-up play uh, this week. But, yeah, uh, still a bit of a higher price. So, maybe Gutho's a safer bet. It's amazing we've had so much to talk about in a game with the Panthers when we just think like they've had been absolutely decimated. But they're still so super coach relevant. What a season.
1: It is. Let's move on to the next game, mate. The Storm versus the Titans on Saturday night. Um, you know, we've been uh, flush with some good games, but um, this one could be very one-sided, you'd think, because despite um, the Storm playing as well as they are, they're only losing two players this round in uh, Kafusi and also car, given that Grant and Munster have been missing for a couple of weeks. So it's just amazing when you talk about depth. Um, they're an incredible mm. side, really. Um all right, so we're speaking about Nico Hones a lot. He's probably out of reach by people that don't have him, so we won't spend that much time. He's an obvious captain or VC option uh, for me this week. Um, probably, I reckon, just lob the, cap, the straight captain on him and you, you can't really go wrong. Um, one player that you and I both brought in last round, Jerome Hughes, the guy I think he's still pretty much right for the picking now. Um, Price under seventy k, 700K. Yes, he does have a break even over 100, but I don't really care. I think he's a hold for the rest of the season. Uh, the Storm yep. have just been playing so well and scoring so many points. He hasn't scored under uh, 60 points a game since round five. So just super consistent. You can keep him in your 17. Um, and he he honestly could have easily had 150 points um, on, th- on, um, on Thursday night. It was very painful to watch. <laughs> Even in the last two minutes, there was a couple of the balls that he threw over his head to the wing. Um, and a bounce here or there would have just resulted in a line break assist and a try assist. So um, it was um, a bit annoying. I think there was an also a ball where he was running inside um, Nico Hines or Brandon Smith, and then it was, it was right there. Yeah, it
0: was right there. Nico was he was right there, mate. Cut I don't off, know. So,
1: Cooper, Cooper John something. Um, and was so I was frustrated. But anyway, uh, as I said, any other night that's a massive game. Still copped the sixty five, and I think he's he's set for a big one here. Um. Brandon Smith was probably the the week to buy him last round, I'd say. Um, Risen in 63K and then Grant likely back in round 14. So you've got him for one round, break even negative one. But um, that's another trade you're going to have to make to get him out because I don't think you can probably hold him for the run home. It's a lot of money um, where he's at at the moment. So they're probably the two main guns that I wanted to talk about. Um, What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, there's a couple in the back line there that have been of some interest so far this season. had a bit of a down uh, couple of weeks, you know, the likes of Remus Smith, even, even Justin Ollum. has gone a little bit off the boil. I thought he was doing pretty well uh, to start the season, but nothing really doing in the last couple of weeks. Dean Iremia, he's probably a interesting one. I had him earmarked as a guy that will obviously come in for Josh Atakar when he's gone and will play a few games uh, here and there if Adakar's rested I think he's bottom dollar, he's playing his third game this week. Uh, only risk with him is that he's the, he was the 18th man back for Magic Round, came on and luckily scored a try. But, I mean, that's the risk in Season 2021 with these sort of guys. So if you are bringing him in, hoping just for in some ways enough that's going to play this week and get you some points, the risk is down the line that he comes in and, you know, gets A.E. Nightmare territory, you know, Ben Trebojevic kind of points so he's, he was one that I had a, a quick look at being in the storm backline for this game. Yeah, could be a, a handy one, but again, just maybe a too much of a, a hassle down the line. Look, but well, other than that, I think they yeah, not much else in the storm.
1: I kind of actually thought I, I've raised him in the team's analysis as well, and, and my point of view is that um, bottom priced at 174k, um, and unlike some of the other cheaper options that are available, he's likely to put on a score if he does start. So if Atakar is out for any reason, he starts on the wing. Just given how good the the Storm are and how many points they've got in them, you, you could also almost just um, you're you probably an eighty to seventy percent chance that he's he's going to score a try and and um, you know fifty points there. So I don't think he's an AE issue. I think that the, the point the points of the, that the the Storm can put on is just too good to offer. So he's he's one that I'm actually looking at as a potential trade in this week um, to to make a bit of cash. Um, but it, I've, I've got, I'm, look, I'm holding on to a Saab and also a, a, Sim, a Simonson as well at the moment. So they'd be the, the one of the two to make way, but um, obviously both of them play round 17, which is um, the more challenging buy round. So um, that's kind of my, my thinking at the moment. Um, what, what would your thoughts be there?
0: Uh, I mean, if you're desperate for numbers and you've got a, a Simonson or, or Saab even in that side, I think it's a good cash grab this week and good points potential. So, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't disagree with you making the move there if you maybe had only 12 or 13 players. But I think for where you're sitting with 16, I think it's it's could be a luxury trade. Uh, I think we've got to think a little more longer term and round 17, as you said, is pretty challenging. Mm. Fair way away, but you'd think, uh, you know, Simonson Saab could be uh, handy enough in that week when sides are depleted and all that. So... I don't know, unless you're desperate for cash and shorter numbers, I think that's the trade there. So for you, I'd be polling firm, but don't listen to me. Uh,
1: and, and probably the the other very likely option is going to be a possible trading next week or the week after. And Suwali from the Roosters, right? The same, same type of player um, on the bubble, um, and he covers around – Round thirteen, around seventeen, buy. So I kind of put them in a very similar category of, of options, um, and that's probably leaning more towards Suwali bringing him in um, potentially for somebody like a best or, or someone that um, that covered round thirteen for me going forward. But that's all I was going to speak about from the storm. What about yourself? No, nothing else for me. I think we've we've covered a lot of them so how about their
0: opponents the titans who've been a basket case and you know mm-hmm. i actually have a those i have just random thoughts sometimes the I lie awake at the night. Broncos
1: broken mate absolutely broken. yeah
0: well I, I lie awake at night and I, I think back to the time i said the titans are such a good side they will shit super coach points bring them all in i brought brian kelly and i brought uh, tyron peachy i think effing titan i didn't bring in was day for feeder but that's another story and then they've gone on to do nothing so it's been a <clears throat> very interesting year. Our poor Ipswich Cup uh, fellow attendee in Sparky will be very uh, gutted about the whole affair. But they have a chance against a not-so-depleted storm side this week, but they have a chance to redeem themselves on the sunny coast. A couple of names, obviously, in there that are of interest in this side, and one of them is Tyron Peachy, unfortunately for me, named in 14. So easing back in after his two-week suspension, that is a bit of a stinger. Um, outside of that, there's you know not much else, really. You've got... Uh, Ash Taylor returning, Tanner Boyd pushed to the bench, which hopefully means Brian Kelly gets a bit more ball because Tanner Boyd just ducked it under the arm and ran last week, did nothing, didn't look outside him, and that absolutely killed Kelly. So hoping for a much better performance from him so far this week. But, I mean, Kelly and Tyron Peachy for this game are you know, my two guys. If you look outside of that in this Titan side, there's nothing that screams bring me in for some round 13 points because there just might not be, might not be any. So... Sad old story so far for the Titans. Long time to turn it around, but they just, look, the attitude's not there.
1: Yeah, I reckon they're going to really struggle. Um, I can see this being a, a belting, like, 50 to nil kind of scoreline given the players they've got out. Fafita, Fotuaka, and and uh, all and big Tino, like, where's their go forward? It's not there. Um, I think they're just going to get absolutely sma- smashed. And then Fafita's replacement in uh, Bo Firma, he's out injured. So... Mm. Um, if you look at that that second row, you've got Kevin Proctor, international great, but then you've got Sam Stone and Sam McIntyre. Like, um, yeah, geez, that's, that's a massive struggle. So I think they're going to get absolutely belts. So, I wouldn't be looking at any of their players this week. Brian Kelly doesn't interest me. I think that um, the time, again, to pick him up was a couple of weeks ago. He's just so inconsistent. Um, so mm. I, I think the smart play is just to avoid the Titans. Their upcoming draw is not very appealing either.
0: No, I mean, no other thing. Good to see Jaden Campbell, son, I believe, son of Preston, getting a start. So first ever Titans father-son uh, or relative. I don't want to call him a son if it's, that's not the case. But, yeah, relative uh, in the Titans
1: side. Good to see. Fullback lightning Is it Full, fullback? Fullback. Interesting. Yeah, fullback only, unfortunately. So I um, can't really pick up someone like him. Um, a couple of other guys around him, yeah, might be. Holding your spots there. Potentially, yeah. All right, let's move on to the Knights versus the Eels. Um this is a very super coach relevant game to finish off the um, the season. There'll be a few players in this that'll be playing this game that I'll be very glad to see the end of or the back of um from round fourteen onwards. Um the likes of O'Connor Connor Watson, uh, Mitch Barnett, who plenty will be trading out of Sinners. Probably the first two traded players out for many, I'd say. Even though Connor Watson's just, um, if he could actually start the games, he'd be an absolute super coach weapon. But unfortunately, oh
0: man, killed it last week at five eight. You killed it, and now Kurt Mann, thankfully, is back on the interchange where he belongs. Back on in the if interchange. Connor Watson
1: is there full time,
0: which you just cannot guarantee because who knows what Adam O'Brien's going to do. If Connor Watson was there full time six, uh, you'd keep him in you every w- day. You of would.
1: The week. Uh, but our uh, good friend of the podcast and the site Barry Tui is. As tipped at the halves combination going forward is going to be Phoenix Crossland and also Jake Clifford. So if that's the case, what you're going to see this week is Watson shift back to the bench. And then uh, unfortunately, that means that he's probably going to share minutes at, at lock with Mitch Barnett. Um, hopefully, though, we also then see that um, someone like Brody Jones is the one to make way with Mitch Barnett slip onto the edge. And I also think that Lockie Fitz is um, under a bit of an injury cloud at the moment as well. So there's a whole heap of... Um, stuff that could go on and the ramifications of Clifford coming to this side are not great for Supercoach.
0: No, not at all. Um, yeah. I thought Phoenix Cross might've been the way uh, to go with, with moving him out, but um, you know, they're going a different direction, but for whatever reason, it's just the Supercoach ramifications of having Lockie Fitz has come, coming back has just been awful. Um, and, He's clearly not um, up to scratch at the moment. Like he dropped a ball that led to a try last week. Like got knocked senseless in the you know final stages of the game as well. Thought that might have had him missing, but it didn't. Uh, But really, he's been a just not a good fit for them so far in his return. So I was very surprised to see Barnett still named at lock. I think we've all said it, and you know we have our super coach glasses or whatever. But he's their best forward when he's out there. Yep, he's not there long enough.
1: And it's annoying, right, because then Clifford's going to kick as well, so you're not going to get the out of goal kicking there. Um, So that's why people are probably getting a bit carried away with the performance last week. Um, But as soon as round 14 comes along, that Tohu Harris um, trade-in via Barnett couldn't happen quickly enough for me. No. The other player here that I've um, had for a few weeks and just been an absolute bum of a trade-in. I'm so surprised with this. I just thought that he was about to explode. Bradman Best, so he hasn't done anything. He hasn't scored, He hasn't crossed for a try um, since round one. Um, so it's been very disappointing. That said, um, averaging 37 base points per game. So as soon as he gets an attacking stat there, it's an 80-point game basically. Um, but it's pretty hard to, to tip him on to other people without Ponga uh, in the side, you'd reckon. But um, 430K, I think he had 45 in pure base last week, which is incredible for a, a center wing um one um to think about and, and i think you could um almost categorize the same as like a, de- a, a lorry um in terms of um the fifth uh, center wing that you want to carry for the run home there's probably um, not that bad an option given what he's um what his base output is
0: No, I mean, you look 6% ownership as well. So, compared to Laurie, you're definitely taking the pod route. But I don't know, I'm very surprised to see actually the base score. Um, I know Bradman likes to get his hands on the ball and all that kind of thing, but also very surprised to see the lack of tries. Um, Obviously, that's just a function of having a pretty disrupted side around him and no settled halves, no spine, anything like that. So, potentially as the Knights get their cavalry back and – uh, maybe the likes of Clifford settle in, Ponga gets back, you know, Brad and Best will start to get a little bit more quality ball. So it could be a, a painful hold, but a, a hold nonetheless and a, a season-long one. So I think, as you said, he, he's ready to go, and this is the kind of round that can do it. So, you know, could be onwards and upwards Mate, for Best owners.
1: Some breaking news, uh, Le Lua has been found not guilty. Oh, scandalous.
0: Well, there you go. Can't win them all, hey? Unlucky for Toikomanu and Bloor, but lucky for anyone picking up Luciano. I think the uh, judiciary is in a good mood. They let uh, a couple Wake of off. guys off
1: tonight. They E-ha. did. So that's it for the uh, the nights to recommend. Let's move on to the years before we um, spend just a little bit of time on the round 17.
0: How about uh, that boy, Clint Gutherson? He's fallen well off the radar for Origins, so thankfully for uh, the likes of owners or owners like myself, he's been named at fullback, so he owes, owes us a few points. He's been a little bit... Um, quite despite scoring a few tries recently so the new name on the the interchange and one that a few people have had the on the uh the wing i should say a name that people have started with uh, to begin the year is hayes dunster so he's on the extended a few times throughout the year but thankfully if you've uh, got him and not fergo you're absolutely cheering because fergo is right out of that side a bit of a uh, out of the blue but see you later fergo a week to think about it Uh thought he was going to make it into the Origin side, but there you go. Can't even make it into Parramatta. Big one for me, obviously, is their forward. So, Papali and Madison got a reprieve with the match review panel, and they're both suiting up in the, uh, the second row. I think can't speak highly enough of both of them. If you've got both, fantastic. If you've got one, great. If you don't have either, get one of them. Uh, it's just the, the way that they're playing their season-long keepers. Interesting name, though, Nathan Brown, uh, named it Locke, and I think you owned him at some stage. still, still do. I've had him
1: for the whole years. It's been a player that I haven't quite been able to get rid yeah. of. So um, he'll be another guy that I'll be saying uh, farewell to him from round 14 onwards.
0: Yeah, hasn't quite uh, just not getting the minutes and not quite the same Nathan Brown. Whether it's the nature of the game so far in twenty twenty one, if it's more sped up, uh, who knows? But I guess like out for me, he owes you one in this round. And we've I've had one stake bet when in with Lakey so far on this pot. I haven't been throwing them out left, right, and center like you tend to do. Mitch Moses under or over sixty points this week? Me, just uh, no, just wanting to know where you sit. Oh, this, I'd go under. Oh, mate, jeez, yee you and I will be uh, sharing some steaks with uh, Lakey at the Orion Hotel in Springfield pre or post. Podcast, Podcast uh, needs up? a
1: sponsor, Orion Hotel. We're ready to go.
0: Absolutely. yee will be there Saturday night in a few weeks' time. But, yeah, it's a kind of matchup where you think a guy like Moses, the flat-track bully, he's a Dave Warner of the NRL, as my mate Timmy on the Sporting Woods podcast says. But, I don't know, I just see a flop coming up for him. He's just not been the calibre of player that I thought he might have been this season, you know, kicking goals, you know, he's got all the all the ticks, but for whatever reason, just cannot put consistent scores together. And I just see this game being a huge disappointment for anyone that's brought him in.
1: So the other player that I'm, I'm thinking about and um, spent a little bit of time just having a look at was Dylan Brown, his halves partner. Um, he comes back into the side this week, and I think the, the Eels have missed him quite a bit. Mm. Um, he hasn't really fired a shot too much this year. His scores have been relatively consistent, though. He's had a couple of 60s. Um, Uh, but priced at 470k. What I really do like about him, he's got a base of 41, which is ridiculous for a half. Um, So it's a a massive floor. Um, And if you're willing to take a punt on someone, then he could be the one to bring in this round. The Eels face the Tigers and the Bulldogs after this match, before the Panthers in their buy. So he's a player that you can bring in um, for this round and the next, probably also for the Panthers game too, and then look to get it rid of him before the buy. Um, If you'd like, it's worthwhile a punt given he's going to be a pod. So, I'd be pretty tempted with um, with someone like that. But outside of that, um, the only other player that takes my interest is Clint Gutherson. Uh, I'm an owner, uh, and sorry, Ryan Madison, but I'm assuming that quite a few people um, own him. Uh, but I know that a lot of people are thinking about Clint Gutherson this week, particularly the, the Teddy, the Turbo, and the Ponger owners out there. Yep. Um, they'll be looking for a fullback that plays. And I think given that he's got this round plus the Tigers and the Bulldogs ahead, not a bad time to own Gutho, I think, and just ride him through to the buy round before trading him out.
0: Yeah, I mean, something smells a little bit off at Parra is the one worry for me. Uh, they haven't, you know, Fergo's out, which is a huge surprise. Veteran winger that he is, so that that strikes me as odd. And, um, I mean, you've got Dylan Brown coming back. Maybe that sparks something, as you've said. But, you know, Clint Guthrie, he's had a couple of good matchups uh, earlier in the year where he turned up. I think he put 130 on you guys in Darwin. Um, a few decent games at Bank West, but um, I don't know. The the Fords aren't really getting that much of a roll on. Um, backs are just not delivering, so I don't know. I, th- I think Gutho, as an owner, I've been a little bit disappointed and I'm trying to see some uh, a turnaround, but I, I don't know, something about Parramatta over the next few weeks is not filling me with hope. But you know what? It, it's a bye week and uh, coming up against the Knights, Lakey's all off them despite the win last week. So it could be the kind of game where... You know, the likes of Gutho and Mitch Moses, not that I would enjoy it because I'd a stake, could get a role on and, and spark something. A couple losses in a row for them, they'll back to the wall. Maybe it's it, but I don't know. There's just something about it. So, I don't know. I think that's why I lean to, towards a guy if I didn't own a Gutho. That's why I'd be leaning towards a guy like Dylan Edwards because I just think they're sort of um, in opposite ends of the form stretch spectrum. Possibly. Yeah, so, I, I don't mean,
1: don't, don't forget with Gutho as well that his form's kind of diminished since Brown um, got suspended. So Brown was suspended in round 9, so missed 10, uh, 11, and 12. Um, so And over in, in I think round 6, 7, and 8 is where Gutho went 100, 100, 100. So um, having Brown back I think is going to be a good thing for Gutho. Um, and um, I can see him um, bouncing back this week and over the next couple of weeks. Hmm.
0: I mean, the, the runs are still there. I guess against Manly had plenty. Um, you know, he's still getting his hands on the ball, just not sort of creating as much as we'd we'd hope. So, I mean, there's still signs of life there. I'm not for, you know totally off him, but yeah, I want to see you know t- three ton Gutho back, not this uh, sort of mediocre fullback given the premium position he's in but anyhow hopefully it's a good week for
1: him and then the only other thing to note here quickly before we jump to a break is that reed uh moni is um has been named but reed moni he'd be uh reed moni what did i say moni
0: mahoney i haven't called you out on any of these uh you know lakey and i are absolutely spot on with our been, uh, mate. i've just
1: said i've got a got a bit of a cold mate you know how it is no yeah there you go yeah uh, yeah interesting he's, he's there he is, and um, I think um, Green was saying last night that that he will play. He won't play um, if Grant is fit. So it's not like he's going to drop to the bench or anything. So that's why he's been named here. So I expect him to line up for the Eels.
0: Decent um, shout at Hooker. So I know most people have got Jaden Brayley, but um, you know, a guy like Reed Marnie, I was pretty high on at the start of the year. He's, he's been knocking around. He's some done nothing over the
1: past month, though. I don't think you'd be jump him now. No, maybe this whole
0: uh, not quite getting there with Origin might spur him on. I mean, yeah, he was a guy I think long-term could be a decent buy. All
1: right, mate. I think that's basically it. Um, Do you want to take us to a break and then we'll come back with whatever you want to do next?
0: Sure, we can go to a break. I have nothing creative to take us to a break, but uh, how about this one? (laughs)
1: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: All righty, back from the break as Wenon shakes his head in disgust that I cut that song early. I uh, have talked all about round 13. You and I have obviously gone pretty hard on it trying to get some trades. Uh, we've burned through quite a few. Just quickly, how many do you
1: have as of now, not making any for this week? Oh, I've got 16 trades left.
0: Oh, I think I've got 18. So Jeez, I, I gone as hard as you.
1: I, I've only saved one this year. Um, so I'm going to be saving both of my trades this week, I think. I think it's just um, forced to.
0: Smart play given the numbers you've got. So that's 13. Let's talk about round 17. So a fair while away given that uh, big midweek or mid-season uh, break that we have and the chance to refresh our sides between round 15 and 16 with Super Trade Week. So obviously a fair bit... To go under or um, well, in the next couple of months, a lot of Origin to be played, a lot of intern or some internationals as well. So fair bit going on. But if we start to have a look forward to round 17, you and I mustn't have a lot of players uh, in hand currently. If I have a look at my own side, the guys that I've currently got lining up for me in that week: Corey Harawira and Josh Curran uh not ideal cody walker as well who's every chance to get an origin call up once jerome loi flops and we go two 0 up not a good uh you know not a good list looking at it there how about you
1: i've got uh Tupinua, which um i'm in a couple of weeks ago. he has been a, a good buy uh ikevalu um which hasn't been as good a buy unfortunately and then my boy Topany, he's uh He's uh, floating around in my, my second you still row. Still got that guy, yeah, mate. I got him. He's a he was a, I was bought him as enough, and then he's playing. And he scored forty eight points on the weekend, mate. So he's back. Um, there you go. So he's got a, he's got a chance, but um, yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll be oh sorry, I've got Saab and, and Simon so start as well. So there's a few players there, but I'll be looking to add the likes of a Cody Walker, Sean Johnson, uh, even a Will Kennedy at the Sharks is picking uh, my interest a little bit. Um, uh, Toe Harris. Um, and that might see me through. So I think if I can get about 10 players, I'll be happy with that and then just yep. um, save trades for the run home because you're going to need trades to make sure you've got the right fullbacks. Everyone needs to have um, probably, I'd say, Pappy and Turbo um, for the mm. for the run home. Um, I think everyone's halves will be pretty much set. Um, and then um, who knows what's going to happen with the centre wing because at the moment, Hines is just amazing. But what happens when Pappy comes back? Do they feel... Um, keep him in the side as he go back to the bench and if he does he'll be a must sell and it probably is anyway given he's going to be um, 900k coming into round 14.
0: Yep I talked to last week about um, potentially trading Cleary out for the cash but if you've got to go like Nico Hines who as you said is not settled in that starting side he will be moved on one way or the other for uh, the returning Pappy so having that sort of cash you've just got to Bank it, as good a player as Nico is when he's there at fullback. Just don't know when that's going to be. So, absolutely agree. He's the cash grab. Keep Cleary for the time being. Yep. Um, before we jump, I just wanted to go into – I put up a little post on the Twitter feed, just a poll around how many players people have got uh, suiting up for them so far this week. Put it out on Monday so there may have been some movement with the team lists. But if I have a look, there's almost uh, well 6% of us uh, in the 17-plus category Twenty-four percent, almost a quarter of people have less than eleven players, so ten or less uh, heading for this one, and then obviously the the differences between the eleven and sixteen, so it's pretty even there. But if you have a look, less than ten, you obviously got to be setting yourself up pretty well for round seventeen. If that's the case, only risk is you know how insane this this whole season's been with injury and suspension and all that. Uh, difficult, I guess, to bank on a lot of your round seventeen players if you've already got them actually sticking around. For that, but anyone who's got less than 10 has really got to be hoping that's the case. And I, uh, we had a question you did put out. Uh, if anyone had, had any questions this week to let us know, and Leike, my boy from the pod uh, a couple of weeks ago, who was flying, he's doing, he's got the reverse pod curse, mate, because he was outside the top 1k when he came on to join me on the weekend wrap. Two weeks later, he's 300 odd. So there you go. SC talk, SC report curse has been lifted. He's asked, his 10 players enough this week? Sitting high, as I said, overall, just don't know what to do. 10 players for this week, not great. Uh, you're going to cop a, a couple of red arrows, I suspect. Um, if he's able to sort his side out for round 17, I think he's almost got to have 16 or 17 players for that week, right?
1: Yeah, I'd like to see the makeup of his side and how you can only have 10. Um, it's pretty interesting. Obviously, he has a lot of origin players, Um so he could have got stung with a couple. He could have had like a Liam Martin and someone like that as well who were the uh, last-minute inclusion. Virgo. Um, yeah, potentially. So it's going to be um, – he could have got pretty unlucky there. I mean, I'd be making two trades for sure in his um, yep. situation just to get the numbers in. And, and those okay. trades um, just have to be um, at the top level, I'd say. Um, they're, the, they're the guys that I'd be looking to bring in.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've talked about some of the guns for round 17. I think they sort of go without saying. A couple of others, maybe off the radar, Luke Thompson uh, for the Bulldogs has been very serviceable. I've got him as my potential third front rower outside of JFH and TPJ who I'll hang on to from this week. But I think Luke Thompson, kind of handy, Aiden Tolman type. You can get into that side. Whether he's a run-home candidate, I don't think so. But um, definitely good to have a number there for round 17.
1: um, Sorry, yeah.
0: I was just going to say, uh, the boy, Corey Ira. So, Lakey, uh, Anton and I all jumped on this guy a few weeks ago when he was starting to get starting minutes. He has been uh, pretty great, pretty fantastic out there. He had a 90 last week, he had an 80 the week before, um, Offloading, tackle-busting, playing 80 minutes. He's ticking every single box you want from a second rower and I think a guy that uh, most people should have for that round 17 week on the form he's currently displaying. So not a trade, obviously. This week, if you don't uh, don't need to, but from next week onwards, I think we're going to start to see a lot more CHN owners. So for the Fords, him and Luke Thompson are the guys that be bringing in to supplement some of the guns that you went through before.
1: Yeah, I, was, I think um, Harry Weir and Ira is definitely one of the players that, that I missed, and he's he's been a really good performer, and, and someone they'll be looking to bring in potentially even from next week, given that he's he's still only just a bit above that 400k mark. Um, uh,
0: 4.65. Yeah, yep. so
1: someone like a straight trade maybe of like even a Nathan Brown to him makes plenty of sense to me, I think. Um, I mean, just having a bit of a look, there, there's a decision here to be made, I think particularly over the next couple of weeks, is that there's one or two players that I'd be seriously looking to bring in, even if they're not playing um, Brown 17, um, and two players that really strike my interest at the moment. One is Val Holmes, I think, a lock for... Um, center wing keeper and if I can move on somebody like a Nico Hines to him make 200k in profit that just says to me that that's just outstanding value the other player that I'll be targeting too is maybe a Latrell Mitchell for a, a Dewey via dual position with the um the the Rabbitohs is having an outstanding run home uh, and particularly over the next three weeks yes we'll miss round 17 but the amount of points that he could gain over that time um, will make it uh, worthwhile because the round 17 center wing and fullback options in particular are just absolutely garbage right so um, you've maybe got a two of us a shek and, and those kind of guys but um, I, I wouldn't be trying to fill your side too much at round 17 and that's why I think if you've got 10 really solid players um, I think that's enough because if you look at the, the teams that are actually playing around 17 um, it's the, it's pretty slim pickings um, there, um, and I'd probably be looking more ahead after that because you're going to run out of trades pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, look at the the bunnies run. They've got the Bulldogs, Warriors, and Dragons after Origin, uh, Para, Titans, and then finish pretty with some tough games. But you know, post-Origin is where Wayne Bennett tends to get his sides to lift. So I think as many bunnies as you can sort of fit that warrants it in your side, that's uh, the way to go. So I don't mind your little Latrell player, kind of a, a good pod. Uh, To bounce around, the Turbo, Teddy, Pappy sort of combination as long as you can last it. Um, What about guys like AJ? Uh, Your boy, I think you've planned on getting him from next week. Um, Even Origin Gagai
1: had a massive week, but he obviously won't be there in 17. But maybe AJ, Alex Johnson. Well, AJ, if I was going to make one trade this week, it'll be um, Saab to to AJ. Um, and, And the reasoning for that is that it kind of gets me ahead of everybody else from next week already. Um, the break even with his break even at the moment is going to go up in price, so you can't really miss um, that that price grab or that price rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having a look at their draw, and I think you just you just ran that through. I mean, basically you've got the you've got the knights, but then you've got a, a cracking draw after that, and you're going to have to have them for round fourteen. And round fourteen is going to be too late because um, there's a price increase of around about fifty to seventy k there um, if he. Um, uh, if he scores anywhere from about 50 to, to 80 odd points so um, which he it could very well do, do. so um, so I'd, I'd absolutely be targeting him um, also somebody maybe like a Jesse Ramian as well who um, has been very good this season averaging uh, what he's got a season average of 67 points per game so that's that's quite outstanding particularly for a center wing so someone to, to keep a close eye so, on and another guy that um, that I spoke about um, to you and Lakey got laughed at um, and uh, and then he went out and cracked a hundred. Was Damien Cook, and I just think it at four hundred and seventy five k, that value is just incredible. And um, given that you were carrying uh, somebody like a Connor Watson, if you can shift Connor Watson to Damien Cook and just take a bit of a punt, particularly over that that bunny's um, uh, draw, they've got, um, it, it's definitely worth a shot. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think Jaden
0: was he obviously has been uh, much talked about. He was cheap at the start of the year, so everyone sort of got him and he's doing a pretty good job there. But a guy like Damien Cook, um, obviously way out of form to start the year, just not what we're used to seeing from him. But I think last week was a possible turning point, obviously talked about in the media for the first time. he was uh, The pressure was on, origin looming. He needed to bank his spot in there. He did that. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think at that price at the start of the year, we'd absolutely be all over. Damien Cook so maybe uh you know might get a spell post-origin who knows that could be the one risk with a guy like him but
1: absolutely I'd love that sort of play in the run home you're okay I think the bunnies
0: I think the bunnies are a good good value for that
1: you're okay with that though because you've got Braley the you can definitely start there as your starting hooker right so
0: yeah but even he's got a 40 in him which uh he's shown over the last couple we've got very lucky over the weekend with a late try assist He was looking at a 30-odd before that. So, I mean, Braley, it's, it's, the hooking spot's just not been great so far this year. Just not used to seeing that. We've had the likes of CS9, Farah, Cook in that doing so well for so long. It's, it's now a little bit of a uh, less profitable position for whatever reason.
1: It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. But I think we're coming to 55 minutes. And one of the questions on the podcast on the, on Twitter was, where is Wenham Bean, why is he on the podcast? And, one of the main ones is I like my sleep and I don't really want to uh, be on a podcast for two hours, oh. but I want to be in bed, to be honest. But uh, uh, And I'm getting old, mate. I'm getting old. so um, it's-,
0: it's just the negativity. Like, Lakey you and know, I just treat it as catching up with old friends. Have a good I catch yarn. up with you
1: every day, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Far more often than I would like. But, no, as I said, you we'll, we might uh, wrap this one up under the hour mark. How about we finish with captain and vice captain for this week? Obviously, you've said it's been so important this year. Uh, who are you going
1: Around thirteen. Well, I'm just gonna. Um, uh, I just want to pull up the the game order again and, and kind of work through that a little bit. So bear with me as I as I do that. You just but, wanted us to wrap up before the hour,
0: mate. Champ. I know
1: my internet's just just playing up a, a little bit here, champ. Um, so nothing in the first game, St. George's versus the Broncos. Nothing there. Yep. Agree. Um, I would. I think Burton is a definite option. I think Kakao is also a definite option in um, in the second game. I think for. Um, Game three, um, that's where we start to really think about our just lock-in captains because I think that um, you've got Hines you've also got Hughes there who are set for potential massive games, absolutely huge games. And then the final game of the week, I'd be saying that probably the only player that really stands out there to me is a Gutho or a uh, Papali.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, if I had Papali, I would absolutely go him. I think he's just shown what a high ceiling he's got so far this year and, you know, safe bet. Um, he's he's going to do, you know, 70, 80, uh, you'd think, on form. So, absolutely agree with that. A guy I've currently lined up is uh, David Norfoluma in that second game. I just sort of like – I see this one as being a game you can get across the stripe a couple of times. Penrith um, still got a decent side but some inexperience there. So, maybe could get across and who knows. Uh, but otherwise, Nico Hines, I think. Based on the form he's been showing against the Titans side, that's been awful, and uh, you know up at Sunny Coast where they played all last year as well, I just see another big effort from Nico. Although he signed the contract now, you'd think not with you guys, but uh, he signed it. He signed it. Maybe the form dips. Who knows? But uh, Nico, I'm backing him in for a big week.
1: And and just to be clear, this is like this in round 17, the two best weeks to be using VC and looping, right? Because um, everyone should have uh, majority should have one player in our starting seventeen that isn't playing, um, and there's no um, auto emergency or anything. We're just taking all the points we can get this week. So to use your VC this week, that's why it makes sense. So um, thinking about looping somebody like a Hines or a Hughes and then going captain on the Eels game makes to me um, the most sense because the captain options will be there um, all the way through. Because if they're missing this round, you can. Um, put your captain on them all the way up until that final game. They don't get blocked out. So it's the perfect time to be using the loop.
0: Certainly is. What an, uh, It's a, Week we all look forward to crazy old it's junk time for Supercoach. Uh, always look forward to these sort of ones in and around Origin. Can't wait for Origin. Townsville locals with Joyce. Flinders Street should be a absolute mess. The Mad Cow's never seen that much business. It's going to be unreal. What a time! What a time to be alive, Wenon.
1: What a time to be alive! And I've just noticed that Joe and uh, Copeland just starting to have a conversation in our WhatsApp group. So um, speaking oh, about boy. What, a bit about what a time to be alive. We could be uh, could have about thirty five messages in about two minutes. I reckon. Well,
0: this song and this film will sum up sum up that love fest. When break, and great to have you back, back on the pod. Man. Hopefully, hear you, hopefully hear you more often on the airwaves. I think they love hearing your voice. Uh, great to have you back. Have a good week, and I'll uh, well, I guess see you tomorrow. Let's go, Broncos.
1: Give your love to a cowboy.